This episode of ITC Sports Ball is brought to you by Swope's Athletic Recruiting and Scouting. Here real quick with a message from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Nathaniel Swoops, 10-year physical education teacher from Chicago. I've created Swope's Athletic Recruiting and Scouting, helping athletes find athletic scholarships to college and also helping athletes understand how to obtain academic scholarships, how to return and get back into school, understanding FAFSA requirements and eligibility eligibility requirements if you have the time please like and follow the page on facebook just look up swopes athletic recruiting and scouting and make sure you like the page i have clients currently in illinois indiana kentucky north carolina california michigan mississippi new york new jersey and florida if you have any athletes no matter what sport that need help finding a school transferring schools or getting back into school please let me know you can contact us at 773-754-9403 or you can hit up swopes athletic recruiting at gmail.com that is s-w-o-p-e-s-a-t-h-l-e-t-i-c-r-e-c-r-u-i-t-i-n-g at gmail.com and again don't forget to like the facebook page yeah yeah enigma in the house my man j span titan studios it's called from the heart Keeping it real is what all the song's about. Never selling your soul. Always staying true to yourself. Alright, ah, uh, yeah. Check it out. Money, money, cars. But we'll never get you far unless you're gonna spit it from the heart. Yeah, money, money, cars. But we'll never get you far unless you're gonna spit it from the start. Man, money, money, cars. And welcome back to your favorite weekly sports show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is ITC Sports Ball. And I am, of course, your man, Jerome Spann. And we have got the most fire team with us, as always. We've got that hot take spitter, the man that spits takes like Dylan rips. He is that man. You know it's your boy, Swaggy Mace. And of course. You gotta cool down with the drink. And Mace is a little under the weather, ladies and gentlemen, so please forgive him. I know he, he's struggling, but we came to give the people what they want because it gets the people going. And, of course, we've got ITC's resident troll. He is that guy, that one that takes the gasoline, throws it on the fire, sees it blow up, and then he's like, ah, let me throw some C4 in there too. Click, click. He is that guy, Daryl. Got the confidence of Diego Sanchez. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We, we already starting early with the nonsense. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we would be remiss if we did not start off right away with all of the hot moves that have been happening in the NFL. And, of course, we have to start with the biggest move of the week, and that would be the Denver Broncos trading the whole bag for Russell Wilson. Mace, I have to ask you right away, did they pay too much, and is Russell Wilson worth this? Because, you know, if we view this just basically off of uh, his performance, over the past two seasons, he's had up and then down. 
So do you think that this is the move that the Broncos needed to make after Aaron Rodgers decided he was going to stay his little butt in Green Bay, which is awful? I was hoping that the devil would leave, but he's staying anyway. Honestly, man, I don't really think they gave up too much. They're already a young team, and um, first round and second round picks are only going to keep the status quo. So, I mean, only thing they can do is get better from here because – that all of their um, skill position players are 25 and under, like on both sides of the ball, like the secondary, the receiving core. They got some young linebackers. I mean, outside of losing Noah Font, but um, I think this was this was probably I mean, Drew Locke or Russell Wilson and they didn't give up any of their receivers in the process or their running back. I mean, it, it's a win all the way around for me. I don't see I don't see how they didn't give up too much. I, I, this is a, a, a thousand percent win. So, Daryl, are you of the mentality, too, where it is you can't pay too much for a quarterback, or do you feel like that they gave too much because your face is saying they paid too much? They definitely pay too much. Why get him? <laughs> oh, everything. Like we got to, we got to base this on injuries. We got to base this on like consistency. I don't, I don't. For the Broncos, they could have did better. I think they could have did better. But we'll see how this works out. See if he's gonna lead the Broncos to a, a good old victory. Because don't he, uh, don't he need a little bit more support? If we're being fair and honest, the Broncos roster is already pretty good. So he's stepping into a roster that, if, if we're being honest, it's closer to the Tampa Bay with Tom Brady situation than it is like where they're in a full rebuild or something like that. The problem that they're going to have, though, is Russell Wilson is going to eat up a lot of that cap. He's going to want that money, so they're not going to have as much money to move around. And they did also give up no offense. But if you know anything about Russell Wilson, traditionally – he don't really throw it to the tight end anyway. So yeah. I, I don't really see that as a big loss for them. But I, I I do have questions, though, because Russell Wilson has played up and down, up and down for the past couple of years, right? It hasn't been a level of consistency where we're like, oh, you know, let's just – this guy's out here winning the MVP. This guy's out here in the MVP conversation every year. It seems like he starts off potentially in that conversation, and then every season he has trailed off from there. I don't know if it's too much, but I'm, I'm also leaning towards what May said here, which is, hey, man, if you get a franchise quarterback and you get a Super Bowl, I, I don't know how you could say it's too much. You know, you're playing in one of the hardest divisions now in football because this is one of the few divisions in football that has at least four quality quarterbacks. Not Name me another division in football right now that has four at least – quality quarterbacks guys that if they're your starter they're a plus and not just a minus or just they're even there's not another one so i think it's a smart move on the broncos part especially because this is the biggest fact to me they have a running game but one of the biggest issues in seattle was that in seattle it was constantly we need we need russ to throw the ball 300 yards 
Um, he's got to be back there just dropping back and cooking because our running game sucks. No matter what we do, no matter who we put back there, no matter what the bodies are that we're putting up front, our running game sucks. We know one thing, fact, very factual, that running game is going to work. Now where I have reservations about how this works out long term for the Broncos, though, is that defense is going to take a step back. No matter what people say, you can have all the criticism of a Vic Vangio all you want as a head coach. But one thing you cannot criticize is that his defenses were always prepared to play. I know, Mace, I know Baby James might try and tell us, oh, that's not the case. Da, da. Baby James half the time don't know what he's looking at, so that's neither here nor there. But I'm sorry, Baby James, you know I love you, dog. I ain't trying to take shots at you, but you know I love you. But a lot of people get caught in that, right, where they don't necessarily see the full picture. They don't even understand the scheme that they're fully playing. So that defense is going to take a step back. Will guys like Fuller for them be able to turn it around after having a god-awful season? I don't know, because one of the reasons Ryan Pace got rid of him in the in the words were when he got uh, when he didn't get his when he got cut from the team, excuse me, was that Ryan Pace felt like he couldn't play no more. And after seeing the results of last year, I'm starting to think that he was right there. For all of the, for all the criticism I have of Pace, he did get some moves right, and that seeming like one of them. So we'll see what happens there. But regardless, I have to ask you both: Do you at least feel like this puts the Broncos as now a Super Bowl contender? Um, you know what? I think so because uh, at the end of the day. Having Russell Wilson on your team gives you a chance to win. Um, things just kind of went off the rails there in Seattle those last the last like what two to three years or so. They just kind of went down the drain. But um, I don't think you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson who's still in the in his prime. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Russell Wilson's washed at all. He, he's just an, been in an unfortunate situation with um, a bunch of uh, electricians as his offensive lineman. So uh, if, if Denver can protect Russell Wilson when they do drop back and pass, which I, I think he'll he'll have an opportunity to see a lot more single coverages uh, because they will have a run game and I think they'll have that play action working um, pretty well. So maybe not in true MVP season because now it just it seems it it seems like it's going to Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes like every year is is what it is at this point. But um I expect him to be a, a, a very big plus. I expect Denver to be um not only in playoff contention but a dangerous team in the playoffs. So uh I'm excited to see what happens. Darryl, you feel like they're a Super Bowl contender with Russell Wilson now? Nope. <laughs> nope. You can give that hope dream speech. Nope. I don't believe it. Nope. I think it's just going to be him just adjusting, him uh, miraculously getting an injury as soon as he gets on the team. Um, I just feel like it's – He's going to get hurt? Yeah, he's getting hurt. I'm going to call it right now. If he gets hurt – just said I said it. I said it first. I mean, in, in fairness, 
he's gotten hurt like what four out of the last five seasons really it's just a lot of those times there were injuries he could play through yeah but come on now and in fairness to daryl we know russell wilson is the master of creating his own pressure because he loves holding on to that ball pat 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 let me run around real quick you know what I'm saying? Let me do a little bit of this behind the line and then just hold the ball and then get destroyed back behind the line. He, You know what? You know whose style is really, really similar to his, Mace, except he can actually see over the middle of the field and use it? Josh Allen. Josh Allen is just like that where he's like, hey, let me run around here, do some crazy stuff, and I'm going to throw it up. <laughs> and sometimes it works out. You know, and then other times it looks like that one that he threw up to double coverage to his fullback to say, go get it, baby. I mean, it happens. I mean, look, I, kind of funny. I, I'm, he's never going to let look until Josh Allen win a Super Bowl. I'm killing him for that fullback throw every time. You, how do you throw it up to your fullback and say, go up and get it? Yo, fullback. You got out there. Exactly. There's my point. You can't throw it up to your fullback, okay? You have guys that are professional catchers of the ball, and you said, nah, B, I ain't going to throw it to none of them. I'm going to throw it up to the fullback. He got it. Because, you know, he got all the springs in the world, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But also, we have to talk about how this ends up looking for the Seahawks. Now, Mace, I think both of us believe this team are going to be, uh, the Broncos team is going to be good. So those draft picks aren't going to necessarily mean as much as what, you know, um, a lot of Seahawks fans are probably hoping for. That being said, does this signal just full rebuild to you more than anything, knowing that not only did they trade Russell Wilson, and they got a, as fair of the pack as you're going to get back pretty much for a quarterback in this, this uh, day and age, right? And especially with his age involved in this situation, too. This isn't like you're trading for another guy like Deshaun Watson, who we will talk about for you guys, ladies and gentlemen, today. But he's older. They got, you know, they got rid of him. And they also got rid of, they cut Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner, we know, Mace, he's still playing at a super high level. Uh, he's been playing at an all-pro level for season after season. And now they've cut him. So at this point, is it full rebuild? Do you think that they are potentially looking forward to next year's draft saying maybe we can put it in the tank enough to get Bryce Young? Honestly, if they with the moves that they've made this year, they should have just went ahead and um got rid of Pete Carroll as well, because um What has Pete Carroll's regime regime done drafting outside of Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf? Like, why give him why give him all that draft stock when he hasn't really hit? And I mean, they got lucky with uh, Russell Wilson. You got lucky with that one, and um, DK was just a freak of nature and. We didn't even know that he was going to be the actual receiver that he is. We just figured he was going to just be big, fast, and strong. And if but we ain't lying, if, if, if we be honest, he looked like that's all he is this last yeah. season because he was not – like defenses figured out, man, you better not just let this man run past you. He can't run no other routes. 
Yeah, so um, I think they should have just went in in a total rebuild direction and just said, Pete, yeah, you did you did us well, but we got to let you go. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they're waiting on a candidate that's that didn't put their name in the hat or something. I don't know, but um, Darryl, I think they honestly. If you try to lock it at this point, Daryl, are you just saying I'm out? Trade me, send me out. I ain't got time for this rebuild. I need to go. Pretty much because if you um, you see it's not working, you see this little just rebuild, just make a new team, make that new man, team, make man, that. We make, were, we're make making it. fun of Drew Lock all year. We know it ain't gonna work. Make that new team, build it up. You know, pull the LeBron. <laughs> I say you go get your quarterbacks now in this draft. Um, there may not be any that are like rated high or whatnot, but um. I think you gotta go. I think you gotta go get one this one because. Um, but who? Like I said, you, Which you, one? If you if you wait if you wait a year, you, now you have a disgruntled Tyler Lockett, a disgruntled DK Metcalf. You the got boy a about to get who, who doesn't want to be there, and now you're gonna try to bring in a rookie and tell these guys that believe in the rook, go yes. ahead and give go ahead and give them your best shot now, and be like, hey, bro. Let him show you that he can he can be the guy for us instead of waiting okay, here with you. You you saying all that? You saying all that? Who should they draft then? Hey, listen, bro. It's gonna be. A <laughs> I'm not sitting here. Like I said, that there there's a reason why why most people's top ten drafts are, are the first round. A lot of people don't have a quarterback coming off until like the mid teens and even that's probably a stretch this year but um to do you 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 got to do something at this point to keep your um stars happy and Drew Lock ain't it <laughs> oh just uh, another failed John Elway experiment that's what Drew Lock is bro just another failed experiment i mean good this gracious but yeah I, honestly if i if i'm telling you boys the truth seattle's in the tank they're not playing for this year mace they are not drafting a damn quarterback this year they're gonna draft the best player that they can available and i think they go from there uh, huh? i think they are looking at it and saying it's gonna be between us and the lions next year Figuring that trying to go after Bryce Young, right? Because it's not gonna be the Jaguars. Jaguars have their quarterback, right? Bears got their quarterback. Um, or, or maybe the Giants too. It depends. We'll see what happens. You know, the Giants, you know, they out there hyping up their boy Mitchell Trubisky. You know what I'm saying? They they so they they might get a guy because he hey Mitchell looks just like what they want to in a quarterback now. He he's got the he's got the whole aesthetic down. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> and uh like we said he he's a uh, uh like what would the Bills Jim say he has said oh yeah Mitchell Trubisky is the type of guy you want your daughter to marry. So remember he he's got everything they want. He's got it <laughs> hey, hey whether it's him whether it's him or dimes it's it's a it's a bad time there. It's just might well call that man pennies at this point, dog. We be honest, <laughs> there ain't no dimes. That's pennies out there because he may make a great throw once in a while, but he gonna put that damn ball on the ground a couple of times. So, nah, 
no. But yeah, they they're in uh the Seahawks are in full tank mode. I think it's going to be between three teams trying to compete to get for that Bryce Young spot next year. And the Seahawks are in a position with that division being what it is, that they are clearly the worst team in the division. I mean, Trey Lance could come in and play bad next year, and they're still a better team than what the Seahawks are. So I don't know how he gets better quickly, which is why I think they go with best player available and they don't waste their time trying to go get one of these quarterbacks and say, let's, you know, let's appease these guys. No, what they need to do is uh, over the next couple months, figure out who in the world is going to trade for Tyler Lockett and any other old dude that they got. And the only young dude that should be left on that team, well, two of them, Carson and DK, the rest of them cats, they all are, they're all expendable. Every last one of them. So I think it's a clear rebuild. Sorry to say for you, my boy, Allie. Uh, yeah, you, you about to have a rough couple of years here, my boy, because Russell Wilson had been keeping y'all at least competitive. Now it's going to feel a lot like the old Seahawks. Like not, not the Matt Hasselback Seahawks. I'm talking about them Seahawks before that, where it was like, ooh, yuck. They were the worst teams in football. So. Hey, it's just like, hey, Saints fans, Bucks fans, y'all about to be in for a rude-ass awakening this year, boy, especially you Saints fans. Let me look. I am not a hater of the Saints, okay? Not. Let me tell you something. It's just been quite hilarious to me to watch how quickly Saints fans have forgotten about for their entire history before Drew Brees. They were a bunch of losers. You know this, Mace. There's a bunch of losers down there. The Cowboys used to come down there and take over their stadium. They were so garbage. Okay? So. Shame them, them Cowboys can't take over a Super Bowl. Boy, even when it's in their own house, they can't even do it. Boy, we didn't see teams get there in their own house back-to-back years. But when it was in the Cowboys' house, I don't think that's what happened. Sorry, Mace. I had to. I'm a steel wall. You can't penetrate me right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I'm anti- I'm uh, I'm like Wolverine's claws, nigga. I'm adamantium, and I'm cutting straight through that bitch. So we're gonna keep it moving. But of course, we have to talk about the other big move that happened this week, and that is Khalil Mack being traded to the Los Angeles Chargers. Daryl. I have to ask, I know you are a dude that has historically, especially over the course of the season, you have laughed at the Chargers and their misfortune. And you, and you like myself, were one that laughed at them for years when every year with Phillip Rivers in every game, it was we down seven, no timeouts, a minute left on the clock, and we got to drive 95 yards. I know you laughed at them for years like I did. So I have to ask, do you feel like this was the right move for the Chargers to potentially push them forward in the division? And instead of having to be in a position where it's you got to win this game to get in or at least tie it to get in, they're just outright winning the division. Is it a good move? Yes and no. Because I don't I don't know. I think it sticks with consistency. And then you can just literally like look at the Chargers now and just like at one point you was on top of the mountain. After that, you're just like, what did you do? I I I don't know. 
think that's a good enough. move for him. I just don't watch enough Chargers enough because. Well, um, from the games that I've seen, scheme wise, they like to run a um, a two high safety um, look. So they're a lot of times they are um, having to rely on four guys to get pressure. So um, and what we saw last year is just that the uh, the secondary was young and just couldn't hold up over time. So I think. Um, Adding Khalil Mack, who um, over the last two years has had, um, even though he's had the the few injuries that have kept him out, he's had the either third or fourth best uh, pass rush grade in the uh, NFL. And then um, putting him beside Bosa, who is also in that um, three, four range. I think it's kind of like one's three, one's four, or one's three and one's two or something like that. Either way, go. Um, I think this allows them to build on the scheme that they already have in place because the Chargers are looking at it like it doesn't matter what we do if we can't beat the Chiefs. And the thing that we figured out to be successful is a too high safety look. But um, if nobody's getting home, that doesn't matter at all. He just has too much time you- back there. So do you feel like this move puts them more back to where they were in like Bosa's rookie year, which was when they had Ingram and him coming off of two different ends to where now their defense can be more impactful? Is that what you're saying? I, do, that, I think that's what they were, like they were looking at um, in this move because there's no way that you can uh, – there's no way you can play the style of defense that they want to and um, not have two rushing threats. Um, Derwin James, I mean, he can do a lot back there, but at the end of the day, man, he can't cover everything. So it's gonna be um, it's gonna be pretty pretty nice out there. I'm pretty sure Bose is gonna be happy that uh, he's now has a running mate again. So um, yeah, I'm 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 fully expecting the charges that. Or my thought process about what the Chargers did was just say, hey, they, their scheme dictates that they need two pass rushers. So I think this is what they did. This is how they are going to remedy that. And I think it might turn out pretty well for them. That sounds, that sounds very convincing, uh, but hey. I, I hope it works out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I hope it works out. Oh, and, and Mike Williams got the bag at that, too. So, I mean, Herbert's going to yeah. be happy. He's got his uh, other threat back, too. Well, yes, I, I think that was one of the most important things that they did was managing to sign, re-sign Mike Williams was huge for them because they cannot afford to start losing weapons at this point. They're at a point with this team where they have to continue through free agency and the draft, especially while Herbert is on that rookie deal, you have to continue to add players in so you can hopefully get over the hump. We know Kansas City, they're going to be good, right? But they're a year older next year, and they don't have any ways of actually getting an impactful younger talent at this point. No one's going to trade for their old guys on the contracts that they're on. Like, hey, let's just be honest. No one's going to trade for even guys like McCole Hardman, who have shown kind of at this point that, hey, he ain't nothing but a track guy. I mean, even with I mean, the he, fact he that he does. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I say he had a better receiving year, but that was out of necessity. I still don't. I'm, I'm nobody's looking at McCole Hardman as anything other than a a um, gadget play guy, a, a reverse, a, a jet sweep here and there. So, yeah, but even um, even that a better receiving year, Mace. But would you call it a let, let's just okay? Let's go this way, Mace. Let's compare his year to uh, Darnell Mooney's. Would you say he even had a good year if you compared him to against Darnell no. Mooney's year? No. So you see what I'm saying? It's like what 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 value really is there now in a guy like Hardman? You can't even do potentially like a sign and trade for him. You can't say, "Oh, we're going to tag him and send him out." You can't you can't even do any of that because his value is so much lower. It's not his rookie season anymore, where people are like, "Oh my goodness, he might be the next Tyreek Hill because he's so fast." So. They're a team that I don't know how they get any better at this point. I think they're kind of capped out unless they can hit on some great players in the draft. Because, look, through all the moves that they've made, they haven't completely bankrupted themselves in their draft capital. They still do have some early round picks. So if they can hit, we know they're going to continue to be good. And looking at their, you know, of the history of what they've been doing here, they've been hitting at a pretty regular rate. So the Chargers are a team most definitely that at this point you have to try and go for it all, right? It has to be basically the oh, yeah. the Rams mentality at, at, almost at this point, right? Where it's like, hey, look, this is the opportunity that we have with the way that our salaries and stuff are going to fall in place, right? This is our chance to go for it. We got to go for it. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, the Chargers have – this is kind of a all-in move for them. They're done with the whole let's build it. Uh, build. I think they're done with the whole building process, and they're just like, hey man, we're about to start moving in the furniture. We're about to make this thing look nice because this is our this is our shot right here. And yeah, um, with the Chiefs not being able to um, free agent-wise bring in another impact player, I think this is kind of the Chargers sign to say that, hey, this this year and this next year, the Chiefs are going to be expunging uh, players and salaries in, in, instead of bringing guys in. So we've got a two-year window here to um, make this thing work. You about to be out here trying to see if they can flee somebody into taking a, a declining Tyron Matthews is what they really going to be doing. If we're being honest, look, I've loved the Honey Badger over the course of his career from LSU to, to now, right? Been a big fan of his. Well, boy, Mace, between the playoffs the year before and last season is in total. Woo! Woo! <laughs> he's looking like he's losing a step. And you know, just like I do, he was never the he was, he was never, never the burner burner. Yeah. So he was a guy yeah. who's always in position. And always mm -hmm. have the tenacity to make plays instead of the I can cover sideline, I can cover hash to sideline, I can cover numbers to sideline. Like he's never been that guy to just um cover up other people's mistakes. So Daryl, should the Chargers just go all in? Since they've already went to this move, right? Should they just do basically what the Rams have been doing for the past two basically two, three seasons, which is saying we're just going all in in this window and we're gonna try and win a bowl? Yeah, the whole point is the win. Screw the politics. It's all about winning. 
you should get the best team you can make up with the right resources that you have and go ahead and just win. Stop the whole politic run. Oh, I can't do this, do that. Shit, I'll be like straight up cold shoulder, everything. Like, I don't care if you need him, I need him. I need that on my squad. I need the best defense. I need the best offense. I need it all. I need the best of the best. I don't need no type of, oh, well, we got this guy because he was just available at the moment. So, no. And you want want the less injuries as possible. So, you want premium players. You don't want people with bad knees. You don't need people with bad shoulders. You don't need people to have, oh, I broke my finger. Let me stay out for a a good couple months. Like, no, we, we need... Quality. Quality over quantity. That's how it works. I take it. Go on. I'm not mad at that at all. I Look, I'll be honest with you. Chargers, y'all have a rookie quarterback contract who happens to be probably already at this point a top 15 at least quarterback in the league. You better push all them chips to the middle of the table and make it happen. (laughs) Exactly. To figure this out. Because in three seasons, you're going to have to pay him 300 mil plus. Because, look, Patrick Mahomes' contract then set the standard. Now, when Aaron Rodgers' deal official goes official, the annual year that you have to pay what it, what you have to pay to do every year is going to go up. Lamar then Jackson when Russell Wilson signed his deal, the total value going to go up. And then when Lamar signed his deal, the total value going to go up some more. So by the time you got to pay Herbert, my boys – that contract gonna be pushing like four hundred million, so you better make your run now. Because one thing we all know, right? All of our teams at one point or the other have not had it. Well, maybe not Daryl because he had been Tom Brady for twenty years. But pretty much everybody here at one point, their team did not have a quarterback that they had any faith in. And let me tell you. It didn't matter how good the team was around them. I mean, Mace, you remember some of them teams y'all had with DeMarcus Square, but no quarterback? Whew. Boy. That, that's why all y'all love Tony Romo. <laughs> but that's you why y'all what? love Romo. You know what I've come to the conclusion about the, the Cowboys run their team the same way the University of Texas runs their program. They just want to they they get lucky with quarterbacks. They don't they don't fucking put no draft stock into the quarterback position and get lucky. Speaking of quarterbacks in Dallas Cowboys quarterback space, I have to ask you about the report that's been put out that says that Amari Cooper, who they just shipped out for a bag of sweat socks and some donuts in a bag. A dirty, um, dirty bag of sweats. It wasn't even clean sweats. <laughs> <laughs> so for a bag of sweat socks, they just shipped him out. But report is is that after the playoff game, Amari Cooper was calling Dak Prescott the Black Kirk Cousins. My boy, how does that make you feel? Um, I was a little jaded at first because I had a feeling we were going to keep Dak over Amari. But um, if I'm of being honest, you were. If I'm being honest here, um, how wrong is that statement? Because don't get me wrong, I've seen Dak um, become a better quarterback over his starting tenure 
I still, maybe I'm just more critical because I want my quarterback to be as good as other quarterbacks. I still see him miss throws that I think he should be making. And um, I remember what Dak Prescott looked like before Amari Cooper. And um, uh, so what you're saying, Mace, is he's a legend at the bank, but not on the field. Pretty much, man. Um, the only thing that I'm holding on to at this point is that Dallas is um, getting ready, getting rid of as many bad contracts as possible. So Sean Payton can come up in here next year and um, create a um, contender. Do you hear this, Daryl? Do you hear that's, him already my, with this Sean listen, Payton type dream, bro? I want to look at team doing we we franchise tagged the tight end that we could draft in the fourth round we traded we traded away Dak Prescott's best option at receiver I'm not mad about the Lyle Collins um move that they're trying to move him um he's been injured and hasn't really played well since uh since the first year he got hit he got paid um I don't, so that that move really doesn't jade me. To, I'm, I'm not too mad about that one. But um, the whole Dalton Schultz situation, franchise tagging a tight end, ten million a year. That um, hey, time out, time out, Daryl. What was you gonna say? Because I noticed what he's doing. I want you to go ahead and say it to him. Well, I know how we just jumped over here and talk about performances when that statement is straight color. First off. Why does it have to matter if he's the black of something? Why do what how does that make any sense? Why can't you just say, hey, he's just Kirk Cousins? Why can't you just say that? But no, you, you can't. You gotta go with the whole race and Kirk Cousins. The whole race and everything. I'm that's how we this is this is why we have these problems. This is exactly why we have oh, these stop. problems with these stop. Stop. You stop that. <laughs> you stop that right now. I'm not gonna let you I'm not gonna let you do that. You stop that right now. That's not why we have these problems. We have a problem because people are racist. Okay? Okay, right. but, but back to the point of what of like losing Amari Cooper, like no, no, hold on, hold on. Is he the black Kirk Cousins or not? You're not gonna get the slide without answering. Is he black Kirk Cousins or not? I already answered the question. Did I not answer the question already? But, but I'm just saying, is he? Yes, and I need to hear definitive. Is he black, Kirk? Because I can see you slid no, in and some other black stuff Kirk after Cousins. that. He's not. He's not what we want him to be. But I'm picking him over Kirk Cousins every every week. So that's a yes. No. Oh, that's a no. Okay. So yeah, no. I, I'm I'm still putting. I don't think I don't think we can sit here and say so that that Kirk Cousins so if we were ranking and Prescott them. are like neck and neck as in quarterback rankings. I'm pretty sure Dak is. A so how far is Dak ahead. ahead of him? Not far. If we were ranking, if we were doing rankings, how far is okay, Dak ahead of him? Just for, just for the sake of ranking, let's just say we slap Kirk Cousins at 18. Dak's like 15, 16. So he what? is the black Kirk Cousins. That's, that's <laughs> what you're saying. You literally just said he you is black Kirk Cousins. You should have said he was 18 and then Dak was like 10. That would have made yeah. more different. You you gave him like a two-spot difference. <laughs> What's going on? Listen, without Amari Cooper, he might be the black Kirk Cousins. He might be he might be as that is a racist Kirk statement. Cousins. He might be <laughs> as a, a racist without Amari Cooper on the field, he might be as effective as Kirk. <laughs> 
Okay, so I want to just go ahead and say, oh, you you the white Tom Brady. So so <laughs> let so let me get this right. So so we're we're confirming it, Daryl. He has shown us now that he has no faith in Dak. So next year, when he starts drinking we, that cowboy Kool Aid real hard, that looked like without Amari <laughs> on the field. Just like when he started drinking that cowboy Kool-Aid real hard, Daryl, like you know he gonna do because if you know what happens, right? Them cowboy fans, they hear how about them cowboys a couple times and it just gets them going, right? They're like, oh yeah, baby. Man, I'm sorry. He gets I'm going sorry. again. I'm sorry. Let's I'm just remind him. Faith in my team. Let's just remind him of this statement. Well, well, I'm already saying it right now. Cowboys have an injury, and it's not even going to be in for freaking regular season. But like I said, bro, I remember what that, that looked like. <laughs> was a part of the team. And that, that, that's 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 going to be a clip right there, Wayne, because we're going to bring that one back, and we're going to play it for him, Daryl. When football season comes, and he's telling us about how good Dak is going to be. We're going to be like, remember when you said he the black Kirk Cousins? unless unless he um unless he performs well next year he will be because um i mean 10 million on a franchise chat tag to dalton schultz he can't run away from nobody he can't make people miss he he, he's basically he's basically a young jason witten that's not even as good as jason because at least that's how y'all like him that's a legend down there. Can you give him his proper respect, Mace? You Jason say Wind, Mr. Jason Wynn could run a curl. Jason Wynn could run a curl and a curl out, and that was it. That was his only you call him. Out. You call him what he is, Mr. Three Yard Out himself, Cowboy Legend. Hey, Jason he was Wynn. a curl. Hey, he was a curl curl option guy. He was a curl option guy. That was that was Jason Witten. Curl option. Hey, he he kill you on that fire yard curl, baby. He gonna get you now. He gonna get some space. I promise you that. If it's a third but, and three, uh, Jason Witten gonna get that five for you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, and but that, look, and not, if it's third and seven, Jason Witten gonna get you five. <laughs> uh, you, you know like, that's not that's not what you need out of the tight end position at this point. Like that's that's a cool second tight end. Like you know, if your second tight end is short handed, you know, can get you running a little five yard route for you. You know what I'm saying? In in your eleven packages and whatnot, cool. But your your primary tight end with the way that offenses are run nowadays. If if my boy can't if my boy can't break a safety off from time to time, he's really I mean he's not worth ten million dollars. Who's worth ten million dollars? Can I give that? He can't, he can't even. I mean, at the tight end position, you mean? Is that what you said, Daryl? Yeah, like well, who who's worth ten ten? Well, okay. If we if we went over it, if we if we was looking at the bodies in the league right now, right? So it'd probably be Kelsey. Um. What I say, Kelsey Kittle. Yeah, Kelsey and Kittle for sure. Those two, they're one and two. They're they're pretty much interchangeable. But then after that, that's Kyle where it's got to do it longer for me to say that. He yeah, did. I I would love to give Pitts the credit as the three spot, but yeah, just putting up one year doesn't do it. But yeah. he's probably top five. So Pitts is one of the guys that would be in there. Um, man, that's that's really. I mean. I can't. I mean, maybe Evan Ingram because, yeah. like, he's still he's he's put up numbers with the lack of a true quarterback there in New York. So maybe him. Outside of that, um, 
it's kind of it's kind of hard to sit here and say like who's worth that amount of money at the tight well, end spot because I mean well, let's go to the let's maybe go maybe the maybe division. go up to England and look at Hunter Henry or Johnu Smith maybe one of them maybe if, I don't if, even think if you want to be honest I don't I think both of those guys are overhyped if you want to be honest yeah. I think they're both overhyped I think they were guys that were just getting they were products of a system that had Derrick Henry running the ball and getting them open so. Um, I, I don't think either of those guys are great. So, yeah, I, if you if we're being honest, Daryl, there's maybe three, maybe four tight ends in the league that are worth that money. Everybody else, you, you turn around and you look and you say, there is no way in heck I should be paying you $10 million for a season because you ain't going to produce that much. No, I mean, there's no way. Like I said, Don Schultz, he can't run away from anybody. He can't. He, it's not a mismatch to keep a linebacker on him. So it's not like you have to, you forcibly have to put a safety down in the box to, to guard him. He's not that great of a blocker. I mean, to franchise tag him, it must just be that Dallas doesn't believe in any other tight end, whether it be free agency or in the draft. They just believe that there is no way that they will get any sort of value from another tight end this year. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because there's no way, there's no way this dude is worth 10 million a year. Or maybe they really think he's going to break out this year, Mace. I don't see that, right? Because of the fact that he's not that explosive after the fact that he kept when he catches the ball, right? That's the thing with Pitts, with uh, Kelsey, with Kittle, right? We know this 100%. Them dudes get the ball, they about to make something happen, right? There's no, that there's no way those three dudes facts. you can put a linebacker on them. There's no, no possible. No. And then, and then even then, you're searching in the, you're searching around the league to find a safety that can that can stick those dudes. Well, let's be honest. There's what maybe four or five safeties in the league that can cover those guys. If That's that, about it, right? Yeah. And even then, it's a win for the tight end. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's a – there, there's, a, there's a tier of tight end that two to three people are at, and then everybody else is just kind of sneaking around, making way more money than they should be. Hmm. But um, I don't – man, I, I'm – I always have to be I have to maintain some sort of optimism as a cowboy fan. I have to. But at the same no, time, No, you don't. You are required to. See, this is why we say y'all be drunk on that shit. This is why we say that. Man. This is why we say this. If y'all were less toxic, maybe we wouldn't complain about cowboys. Who is y'all, bro? I'm probably the least toxic cowboy fan. I am the most humble cowboy fan, y'all. You have toxic decisions. (laughs) I am am the most humbled cowboy fan, y'all. Look. Look, you are one out of many big million that is humble like this. The most of them are like Calias talking about some after one win. How about them Cowboys? Y'all, 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 y'all worse than Philadelphia Eagles fans. That's why it's like always y'all too. It's always a big thing. It's always big ticket numbers for Eagles versus Cowboys. Always. The doesn't matter if it's at your place. Or is in Philadelphia. It's always maybe that. maybe know Dallas knows something about um, Michael Gallup's ACL injury. Maybe they. I mean, because I, I believe most most guys they actually come and and have um, 
and Dallas is um the trainer. I think he's like the the ACL guy or whatever. He's the ACL guru or some shit like that. No, no, I'm I'm being I'm being like I'm being dead. I'm being like legitimately serious. Like he's the guy that mm-hmm. always does everybody's ACL surgeries. And so I just want to know. know something that we don't I, I, as a public to because to be giving a guy coming off an ACL injury ten to to thirteen million a year. I, I just want to know though. Is it is 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 his secret HGH? <laughs> is that his secret? <laughs> it, it might be. I don't, I don't know. I'm what just wondering. Is. All I all I know <laughs> is that a lot of a lot of these dudes that get the ACL surgeries, they come down, they come down to, to um Dallas and have that guy do their surgeries or Dallas will have their have him go out and evaluate like free agents who have like lower leg like lower body injuries and, and he uh, okay him or not so I mean sure. he's the leg whisperer man he's the he's the ligament whisperer I don't so know he's the new I'm he's the new Dr James Andrews send him there to cure all your ails That's I guess so I get hey he that little that hey whatever in that needle that he be stabbing you with hey it's hey, me. We need a we need a, a CTE whisperer too. It's playing. Yo, shut up! You shut up! <laughs> shut up. You are ridiculous. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm yeah. perplexed as a Cowboys fan to see these moves play out. Um, well, Macy, at least you got Micah Parsons. Listen, man, you got Micah. We do, and have you already have your, and you already have your next head coach on your roster, Mace. You know this. This is why you need to stop this whole no, fucking Sean Payton nope. talk. There is a reason that man Dan Quinn didn't leave when people were reportedly him. offering him the job, Mace. You know what that means. Honestly, with, with the turnaround that the defense made, I would not be mad at Dan Quinn being the next head coach. Like I, I couldn't, I could not be guy. mad at that one. This guy. Given, given the turnaround. Look at this. He was drunk earlier talking about Sean Payton. Now it's like, oh, I'll be all right with Dan Quinn. No, no, you know that's, that's legitimate. Like, he actually, like, Dallas's defense was their best unit for the majority mm-hmm. of the season. So and I just want to ask I, I would rather have Sean Payton. Like, let's be honest here. I would rather have Sean Payton. But if it was Dan Quinn, I could not, I would not have any. So, wait, 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 wait. No, no. It can't be both. What is it? Are y'all waiting on Payton. Sean Payton? Are y'all going to Dan Quinn? But if, we, but if we chose Dan Quinn, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be you mad. see this? He's qualifying everything he's saying. I'm pinning no. you down, Mace. Which no, one is no. it? Is Dan Quinn the next coach, or y'all is y'all next coach Sean Payton? Which one I is? Told you I told y'all want Sean Payton. I told y'all want Sean Payton. That's that cowboy. That's that. We that talking about when we say y'all cowboy fans be drunk. How, how is that it's not. It's not. It's not drunk anymore. They, they in the matrix. Would like an accomplished offensive <laughs> mind to be our head coach. How's that? How's that being drunk? Why in the hell would that man want to come there and deal with Jerry Jones' crazy ass? Because Jerry got money to pay him. Oh, yo, the Saints was paying him out. Yo, the Saints was paying him out of control. What are we talking about? Yeah, you know it's who got even... more money than the Saints, Jerry. Does he? Because they have enough money to own a football team and a basketball team in their family. So do does Jerry have more money? He got that oil money. That oil money. Yeah, but they have enough money to own a football and basketball team. And it wasn't even a question. Yeah. 
Did you see oil money? Not oil. May, hey, 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 maybe right now Jerry might look like he's richer because gas costs eighteen hundred dollars a gallon right now. So maybe, hey, maybe that, right he, now hey, he's stacking his pockets right now just so he can slide Sean Payton at that chick. Speaking of gas prices, you know how pissed off I was when I saw the gas prices was four fifty nine today. This is crazy. That's okay. it. Okay, that's it. How how much is it by you? Like three. Oh, this man said that's it. Like he had more expensive gas. Mace, how much it is by you right now? About three eighty. Boy, yeah, boy, I, we over here four sixty, <laughs> dog. Four sixty. <laughs> Like Ooh. yo, from like from a couple months ago, it's went up like a dollar, bro. This is I'm, crazy. I'll put it to you like this: my truck and my work van. There's only like an eight dollar difference between filling those shits, filling them shits up. Mm -hmm. That shit is fucking. Oh, that shit. hey, if you if, if you if you buying Starbucks every day, you can't complain about gas. That's all I'm saying. Shut your ass up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Starbucks is the reason why we out here. Struggling, <laughs> so, so Starbucks y'all pay eight dollars for some fancy foam on your cup. Get out of here! <laughs> hey, Starbucks is the reason why we all struggling. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, wage has been the same for like fucking twenty years now. That's not <laughs> actually like fifteen. Let, let let me be more. Let me be more real. Here, you sound you sound like a real a real real old person. That's you almost sound like when they were saying. It's, you know what's wrong with these millennials? Y'all is getting that avocado toast. <laughs> that, that's basically what you sound like. Hey, avocado, you avocado and Starbucks are, has ruined our economy, bro. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm aging really bad. Leave me alone. <laughs> let's, just, let's just call it what it is. Avocado and Starbucks has ruined our economy. We can't buy houses. We don't have vehicles to buy. Gas prices still roof. Boy, if it wasn't for milk, avocado milk, Starbucks. Almost $5, like avocado, <laughs> avocado and, and Starbucks. Yeah. It's, it's, taking it's, not the it's not the fact that the companies are making record profits and keeping more of the money for themselves yeah. or anything like that. No, it's it's because it's we go out and buy avocados and Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. thousand percent, man. Avocado and Starbucks <laughs> has ruined our economy, man. Oh, goodness gracious. But of course, we have to move forward and we have to get to the sport that's currently going right now and that is keeping us sports fans afloat. That is the NBA. And Mace, I know we have went after these dudes all year long, but my goodness, I think it hit the pinnacle of this is God awful when the Lakers had a good Russell Westbrook game and still lost to the houston rockets mace i need to know what the hell's going on out there what is going on with your team mace what is this i know we keep talking about it but i have to ask y'all y'all so sorry y'all lose to the rockets now bro them the boys ready rockets. to go on vacation man. Yeah, i should have been on that game <laughs> <laughs> them boys ready to go on vacation russell westbrook ready to get out of la because he tired of people talking shit about him um them other dudes they just they owe their knees hurt they they're not getting enough rest in between games because they got to play every night. Um, yeah, bro, it's it's a, it is it is a bad time right now. Um, I mean, and and then the craziest thing about all of this, bro, is is 
how in the world are y'all allowing LeBron James to have this great of a season and be this bad? You know why? You want to know why? Because we need to stop making super teams. That's what we need to stop. Stop making these nonsense saying Westbrook was actually going to be good on the squad. Okay. <laughs> you could go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you can't... I, I need you to call out a name. Who yeah, is it who that was saying the Lakers was a super team that got you feeling this way? Because you have been passing this takeoff all season long when we've been talking about the Lakers. And I'm still at the point of trying to figure out who is this person that, he, that said this? Who was it? I know that I need I need I need y'all to go when the first time you heard the news for Westbrook going to the Oh, Lakers. we said listen, I heard I'm you say tell, right now. I'm telling you, you're gonna Ooh. have people Ooh. say I, can't. I need a name. Now, nah, see, you, you're doing the game that the Republicans do, which nope. is, look, I heard it from somewhere. I know I did. I can't tell you who. I'm but sorry. I, I heard I'm, it somewhere. I'm, 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 I'm drinking at the moment. Nope, I'm drinking. I'm going to just talk about it. I'm not going to say no names. Nope, I'm drinking. You mean, you mean Jordan's king? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jordan. I love you, buddy. Messiah, bro. That's the king, bro. I'm telling you, that is his king, bro. That's his king. But yeah, man. Um, LA is honestly, I have no words for this because it's a dumpster it's fire. Poorly, it was just poorly constructed. When I when I found out they got Westbrook, I was like, okay, that's terrible. And then they compounded that with getting Rondo. That's even more terrible. Well, more than anything, I think the problem that they have is that if you're going to bring in Westbrook, you have to then still be able to keep a guy like KCP, who is a good perimeter defender. You have to be able to keep a Caruso who can come in and give you quality minutes at that position and is another good defender at this point you can't lose both of those guys and then turn around and be like oh well we're going to bring in russell westbrook who at this point is not a good defender he is not a plus offensive player he is not a plus sure there's only one point. good defender on that team and he's in street clothes <laughs> hey look i mean it's the facts on street clothes hey look they brought they can't brought block no shots sitting on the bench they brought in DJ Augustine late in the year, and he's supposed to be the backup point guard. Well, that's because DJ Augustine can actually make a jump shot when he's open that's behind the three-point line. Because we know Ru Russ, whew, that, that, that's, that's the craziest part about that Houston game. Russ was making threes against Houston, and y'all still lost. And y'all lost to the boy for real. Yeah, look, Jalen Green, it, you know it's bad. When that young fella came out after the game and literally said, oh, yeah, our entire plan was to just go at Carmelo every time. You know it's gotten bad. Find, find Carmelo. He's the matchup. Mm -hmm. Man. If I'm Carmelo, I'm coming out the next game and I'm fighting somebody, bro. Ain't no way I'm about to get called out by a rookie. And then a rookie going to say that I'm the person that y'all went after? Ain't no way. That's embarrassing. That's absolutely embarrassing. Yeah. But man, it's uh, it watching them play is so hard, bro. Because they'll have like a stretch where they are just the 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 god awful, the worst team in the league. 
that it I mean it always happens. It's either right after right after the half because I guess they not they're not warm enough. They didn't stretch long enough in the lot because you know old dude you know us old dudes when we sit too long we get stiff. So so right after half or like right at the end of the first quarter going into the second quarter they just kind of just get blown away like every game it never fails it is the worst it is the absolute worst the lakers are an absolute dumpster fire at this point and the only thing that's keeping them from being potentially one of the bottom three teams in the league is the fact that they have lebron james everything about that team outside of that states to me bottom three team in the league lebron is just, look that this is another one of those and i know people is gonna some people are gonna hate and be like oh this that's ridiculous this is another testament to his greatness my boy because if you took take lebron james off of that team tell me how many wins how many wins they got right now because we know street clothes has been out basically all year okay so you can't count on street clothes so take lebron off that team and now you just have westbrook tell me how many wins y'all got because i bet you it's under 10. I bet you. Oh yeah, that the way that team was currently constructed, yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely gonna be in that um sorry. ten to fifteen range. They're gonna be sorry. So uh, think about it, people. LeBron James is statistically having one of his best seasons, um, his highest scoring, uh, most field goal attempts, and he's still shooting a super high percentage, right? And this Lakers team is fighting for a spot in the play-in game. Like, that's that's pathetic. That shows you how bad all of those guys on that roster are around him. Just, just make LeBron happy and just have – he might as well make him have his all-star team as the whole season. He would be happy as hell. <laughs> that's about it. Don't have to worry about nothing. Don't have to worry, backpack anybody. That's what it is. It's pretty much backpack mode at this point. He ain't got no choice. What 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 he gonna do? Daryl, if he don't put them in the backpack, they're gonna get blown out by 30. Every night. Every night. Let it be how it be. There's no point taking an injury for it. Honestly. You think you think it's worth an injury him putting in this much work just to save the team? I mean, I, I, I've already given, I've already told LA fans. I've already told LA fans that um, y'all going to overwork LeBron, and uh, it's going to turn out just the way uh, Kobe Kobe turned out. Like, don't do that. Don't do that to another aging superstar, man. Um, I mean, let, let, let's be real. Mason's got a point. The last time that the Lakers were out here. Leaning on a aging superstar and had a young guy that was supposed to be picking up the slack that wasn't doing what they thought he was going to do. Kobe blew his damn Achilles out trying to sit here and put the team on his back all season, which, look, I have to tell you something. I will give Kobe Bryant his credit. That is the one season of his career where I will say he did not shoot too much. That year he had to shoot that much because then boys like that year in the year he scored, I think it was 81, right? That yeah. year, because you look at them two rosters, and it was like, oh, okay, I get it, Kobe. Nobody on your roster is – nobody's ready for this. You have to take the shots because these other dudes, they don't want to. They're, they're not Parker ready. Swish Parker was your starting point guard. And now, look, it's a whole different discussion if you want to talk about as like Kobe as a teammate towards these guys and how he led them. We can talk about that. But for the point of, hey, were any of those guys really ready to be, like, 
out there competing. No, they were they were trash. It, it was it was an awful awful experience. So, um, I, I, to kind of wrap it on the Lakers here because I know we've been bagging on these boys basically all season long, especially old street clothes, right? So, um, to wrap it on them, they have no quick fix to get out of this situation. And the only prayer that they have at this point is that some team in the offseason sees Russell Westbrook's expiring contract as some value and says, we'll take it. We'll take it. That's because unless that happens, you are not going to you're not going to get rid of Westbrook. It has to purely be a salary dump for another team that they're like, yo, we just got to get these two guys off of our roster because they're making too much money. Because at this point, there isn't a player that you would trade him one for one for that would make your situation any better. As a matter of fact, the only players that you could really trade him for are guys like John Wall. And if you want me to be honest, I'll take Westbrook over Wall all day at this point. So at least least I know Westbrook's going to be on the floor. Yes, exactly. We know he'll be on the floor. So there's there's always that but don't want to get stuck talking about the Lakers too much here we got a couple other things we got to cover before we get ourselves out of here for the day but we have to move forward here boys i know we roughly touched on this um over the past like week here but yeah look this nonsense that's going on with Brittany griner is almost at a point where i would say it's out of control she's facing for some vape cartridges potentially 10 years in a Russian prison. And we all know the reason why this is happening, right? The same reason why uh, Roman Abramovich has got to sell his team and he can't benefit from the selling of his team at this time. Even though, if we're being honest, since Roman Abramovich has owned that team, he has been nothing but a good positive impact on that team, right? But we know what it is at this point. Can't be Putin's boy and be making money in England at this point. It's just not going to work. All that happening, all this stuff is happening. Do you feel like that at this point that the WNBA as a league and whole needs to put out messaging and start trying to figure out a way to get her home? Because, man, 10 years in prison for some vape cartridges that are legal here that we don't even for surely know were actually found on her. Look, I'm not saying you got to go to the negotiating table and try and stop a whole war because of this. All I'm saying is that is a United States citizen. The government should be doing something about this. That is a U.S. citizen. Y'all know what it is. Y'all need to figure that out because there's no reason this woman should be stuck over there facing 10 years in prison for some damn vape cartridges. It, this, this, is, this is out of control, man. Um, ain't no way we would let a U.S. citizen sit in a North Korean prison for 10 years. Like This is, a kind of, this is the same situation. This is the same scenario. You got a crazy. Hell, if it, if it was Tom Brady, dictator. I bet you he wouldn't sit over there. Yeah, you, bet got, you a crazy, wouldn't. got a crazy dictator right now who is trying to leverage any and everything he can to get his way. And you're going to, and like I said, WNBA, hell, the NBA, the, the, the government, governors, everybody, everybody at this point should be doing their due diligence to get her from their pot. You know what, man? If if 
you have to find her on, on, on the way back, cool. Hey, Brittany, take this fine, man, but we got to get you the hell up out of there. We ain't no way we can just allow you to, to sit in a Russian prison for 10 years. Even if it is legal back where she came from, back from the state that she lives in. And, hey, man, like a little fine and your freedom. What's up? They, 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 yeah. Something has to be done about this, man, because this is ridiculous. This, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying she should be off scot free because, hey, like I said, she may have brought those vape, car- vape cartridges, but 10 years in prison for something that's legal in our country. I understand this is one thing I will always tell any American, though, when you are traveling, make sure you are respecting the customs and laws of the country you are traveling to. Even if it's legal here, don't just assume it's legal over there. Wherever over there may be, right? Do not assume that. That is a dangerous game you are playing. She's been playing in Russia for multiple years, so she's probably been able to get away with it. But now, given the the current situation, they were probably like, "Oh, what? You're American? Let's make let me let me just go toss everything you got out just to give you a hard time because you're American." Let me put it to you like this. In the reporting that I have read, okay, the salaries of these players when they go over there is not necessarily in line with how popular the sport actually is. So they're treated like superstars over there and paid like superstars. It's um, one of the reasons why the issue with the um, with the charter jet came up, right, with the charter flight, because in college most of these WNBA players are used to going to a college where they got a booster that's going to give them charter flights but now they get to the nba and it's all of a sudden they're looking at some of these owners and they're like nah nah we don't want to do all that but yet they go overseas to somewhere like russia and those owners are trying to find every way they can to give them more money so it's a weird dynamic that is at play but yeah, look, man, we as a whole, as a country, we got to do better than let this woman sitting over there for some damn vapes. Like, come on, baby. Come on now. Come on. It's crazy. Because because look, it, we all know this. If it was Tom Brady, his ass would already been home. Hell, any, any reputable male athlete. Like, because I mean, you, you if you, like comparable, Brittany Griner is probably one of the top five, like best known names in the WNBA. You take mm-hmm. any top five known per, in, individual in the NBA and they're in the same situation. I promise you, they our government might think about bombing that play. Hey, bro, we gonna we gonna tear this shit down if you don't give us our person back. <laughs> we get you home. Too yeah, you can give us give us our person back, or we gonna tear this bitch down. And um, we need that same energy right now because this is just completely ridiculous, man. Um, Ten years in prison for some bait pins that she's probably she's probably been bringing over there the entirety of her Russian basketball career. They just hey, they listen. They probably knew who she was on the way over there and was like, she is cool with us, and mm-hmm. they treated her right. But now that Russia's on the BS. They like, oh, you American? Let me just run through your luggage real quick and see what you got in there. It's wild, but you know what else is wild, Daryl? We might actually get Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling at WrestleMania, sir. Boom, baby! I can't wait. Now, Daryl, I have to ask: Did you see 
the promos that were dropped by both men. And if you did, how did it make you feel, baby? Let's start off with Kevin Owens' promo. Kevin Owens' promo on Raw last week was pretty much in the making. He'd been building up this whole against Texas thing for a minute. And as the reports leaked, it was like some sort of like, hey, we're going to try to get Stone Cold to come in. His promo was pretty good. It built up. We it, they, he tried a little sneak tease, saying, "Hey, uh, I was gonna ask this Texan to be on the KO show, and then try to put in like Shawn Michaels, but teased that said, I won't do that because I'm a Canadian <laughs> at heart. So, <laughs> Brett, I respect you, so you're not gonna do it." Then he brings up Stone Cold. After he said beer drink in Texas, and it was already over. Everybody was going off after that. Oh, yeah, that. the crowd went nuts <laughs> after that. The crowd went nuts. Then we get two days later, what the WD drop? We get Stone Cold riding a, was it an ATV? Or was it a, what was it? What was that? What was he driving? Probably, he drives yeah, probably one of those. Yeah, them little ATVs, you know. He had the ATV going. Man, that was down. one of them. That was one of them like uh souped up golf carts. What are they like a land shark or whatever they call? I think that's what it is. It's like that's one of them, bro. We got, we got this man doing the most epic promo of his whole career, making it look like a freaking movie. Steps out the freaking thing, and then started addressing Kevin Owens. I was just like, this is this is this is this is some new shit. <laughs> this, is a, this is some new shit. Like this man said, 19 years I have been my last match, I got rock bottom three times. <laughs> and then I I my career was like after that done, but you just sparked something into me. I haven't felt in so many years. And I was just like, Woo! Let's do this. Hey, did, did Who, the battle of the, the battle of the stunners? <laughs> did, did, did you happen to peep though how uh, you can see stone cold's been slimming down a little bit in that neck you can see he been out there hitting that cardio a little bit man you know what I'm saying? I think he getting ready you know this yeah. has been in the works you know this is probably oh, yeah you we we all know what it is i mean hey the promo well excellent we couldn't get we couldn't sure get rock wrong been something uh a uh, uh, wrestlemania in texas without stone cold making an appearance i would have been hard pressed to believe it well, Daryl, this this first hit the dirt sheets. What, like four? Wasn't it like basically four months ago? Basically, right, right this before the my, end of the year. Th this was this is like before Royal Rumble. This is like more mm -hmm. like Royal Rumble was because yeah, they, they like rock because the whole plan for this whole WrestleMania was like a year in the making, literally trying to get Rock and Roman to go good because where it's at, and because of Rock's schedule, it's like. Movies and movies and movies and Black Adam. They He's can't not pay that man. Be... They can't pay that man enough to break the movie. That, uh, that's the movie what it uh, is. Obligations. That's, what, <laughs> that's that is. what it is. So, uh, well, hey, the movie checks will always be more. It will be better than the WWE checks for him at this point. The, the, the WWE. That's like I just go there to have fun. Yeah, exactly. And we get Rock versus Brock. Then we get Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. I don't think you can top any of this. And to an extent, I don't know what they're going to do. Because I tell you, the one throwaway of the WrestleMania, the one throwaway match, 
they should never have like Knoxville versus freaking Sam. Sam no, nah, I'm looking forward to that. I am looking for. I'm sorry, Knoxville versus Sami Zayn is going to be dope because Knoxville is willing to throw his body to the wind. And you know that means <laughs> about to do something crazy. Knoxville will just he wear. Hey, you want me to jump from where? Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yo! So I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm sorry, that's not a throwaway match. Come on, man, that's not fair. Knoxville, you know he will throw his body to the wind. You know he will not care and will I, take a I I, I respect I, I respect it for I respect it for that, but the whole thing is like after the Royal Rumble, all I have is like a bad taste in my mouth because this year's Royal Rumble was no surprises, nothing. There was nothing in the men's. The women's for once was better than the men's. But COVID was crazy. raging, bro. Like you're asking Co a lot, right? COVID there. was raging. What we were in a full arena. What you mean? You yeah, had Mickey but, but that first doesn't... time we had the first but... time ever we had an impact roster. Okay, here let me let me ask you this. Into a Royal Rumble. What could they have done to spice up the men's Royal Rumble for you? What would what could they do? Who who could they have brought in that it would have made it spicier for you? Throw in Moose. Come on, come on. Tell me a lie. He broke that promo out. Come on now. He broke that promo out. He wants to consider himself the better against everybody else. It was already bad enough that freaking Kofi botched his own freaking comeback. He botched it. I mean, when, it was it a happens, lot of botches. There, there was a lot of botches in that freaking Royal Rumble. It was too many. It was so bad. We even got Shane getting fired because of that shit. <laughs> I mean, Shane got fired because he get paid too much money. <laughs> and Vince is like, nah, I don't want your input around here, baby. Like, I'm I'm already I'm already over the Royal Rumble. I'm over. They better announce something good because I'm sorry, Charlotte and Charlotte and freaking Ronda Rousey ain't selling nothing to me. That just telling me that Ronda's gonna win a belt again. Look, we did we, we have talked about it. Done with Charlotte Flair around here. And Ronda Rousey, I could do without. So you're you want to talk about the throwaway match of the night? There it is, right there. That and that's gonna be really and that's gonna be a main event. It'd probably be on night one. Probably, unfortunately. More than likely, it's going to end up being a main night one main event. Well, no, it'll probably be like co main event. No, 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 no. They they actually have a main event. The women's always have a main event, and then they're going to have the the men's to another main event because, as as I recall, like they're running out of people. Like freaking Big E just freaking broke his neck last Friday, literally. Like he he's he's out. He he won't be in the WrestleMania at all. He really? had a, he, he had a he, he had a bad fall, like he, he even uh dressed in the video, he he's like he had a bad fall, so. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. Jeez. Mm. Jeez. So. Yikes. Well, yeah, it's gonna be. The WWE is going to be a little bit hard pressed here come WrestleMania because they've cut down and their Bob roster so much. And Bobby's out for injury too. He, he has a shoulder injury. He's out too. He, there's, a, there's no no Bobby Lashley, no Big E. There's a lot of people cutting down. They need to figure figure out what main events. And I don't know what 
what they doing with they 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 got I don't the know WWE what they title right now and the universal title so there's no going to be like one for one for two matches it's just going to be one so that's going to be one main event for one night so mm-hmm. you got to worry about the u.s that freaking ricochet did ricochet just win that something well Somebody some of the did. some of the yeah ricochet no was, finn balor finn, finn balor finn balor was it finn finn balor ricochet win recently Inter- didn't he I, did he win intercontinental didn't he yeah i think it was one of them i know he won Inter- one of intercontinental them. and finn balor won the u.s from damian priest yeah there we go so literally you're going to do like a couple of that with the i don't even want to care about becky lynch with this Bella, uh bianca Blair. hey look this is this is the i know all the longtime itc fans are gonna be surprised by this but this is the one time that they should have been bringing back the undertaker for a wrestlemania match them other ones that he had after he lost to brock they shouldn't even happen this should have been the time hey dog we're doing this in texas we need you we need you because it would have worked right because then you could have him have a match with someone and not even have to have a long match because his look his interest is going to take up 15 minutes anyway so you already feel that's 15 minutes filled. then it's going to take him another three four minutes to take all his clothes off do the uh, roll and then the match is going to start all you need is like five minutes to fill, baby that's it well they're going to have him do his entrance when after he did when the hall of fame part comes in so we already know so. well yeah it's about to be yeah mace in case you watch wrestlemania be prepared for it it's gonna be a 15 minute entrance for the undertaker to come take his star spot on the hall of fame and then to go <laughs> <laughs> so, so and we and all also, love it you love to see it <laughs> we won't have no john cena at no wrestlemania either so that's good you know Hey, I know that's the one that. Hey, them movie, them TV checks, them. them, Hey, when those start flowing in, hey, dude, start acting, start moving a little different. DC said, "Hey, John, we give your own show, and we'll let you be in more movies." He like, I'm out. (laughs) So, look, I'm not mad at him. I think he's making the right decision. Personally, I I mean, he got out. Whether getting was still good, why he could still perform. And left people with the feeling of, hey, he could at least do one more, right? Nope. Boom, perfect time to get out. Right, John Cena don't want to get out like one when one match a year. You know what I'm saying? Well, nah, got, you don't. You got, don't want to become no, no. Got no. by Roman Reigns. Yeah, y'all will stop this one match a year shit. We're not getting into another Undertaker land. We're not doing this, fellas. No, no. One match I accepted year. it out of one person, and that was the Undertaker. And towards the end, I even soured on that. I was sick of that. So no, okay, no. If you gonna have a WrestleMania match, you better wrestle more than once in a year. Mm. That's why as bad as I felt for CM Punk, right, and all those years ago, yo, The Rock came back and did a whole multi-month program. My guy, I felt you deserved the main event, but uh. I'd be lying to you if I said The Rock wasn't the bigger star. So, I, like, I didn't understand why Vince was like, nah, bro, we're going to put this John Cena and The Rock over here for the main event. Now, the second time, that I thought was just stupid, right? They should have just done it the one time, let it be at that. Maybe if they revisit it sometime years down the road, cool, but, like, they should have kept it at once. But that's neither here nor there, right? Um, 
I'll, I have to ask though, Daryl, because we we got totally sidetracked here. So, do you feel like Kevin Owens and Stone Cold are actually going to have a match, or do you feel like it's going to be a little bit of a brawl that ends up with Stone Cold basically raising his hand and popping the beers at the end? It, yeah, second choice. It's going to be that. It's going to be a brawl. It's going to be like a match, but it's going to be a brawl. It's going to be like straight up epic freaking Stone Cold entrance like always. Crowd goes crazy. Him and Listen, Kevin. Listen, when that glass break, the entire the entire arena is going to lose their mind. Yep. And yeah. you know what? It's going to be worth that 33000 in the front row. That's how much some seats cost. <laughs> $33,000. I tried. I was going to go to WrestleMania this year. <laughs> I was going to go. I was going to take that travel. I think, I, I think for <laughs> next year, I think ITC as a sports ball as a show needs to take a trip to WrestleMania weekend. I think that'll be a damn good time. We can get some people involved in this, but yes, I think we should, uh, we should try and do that there. I'm telling you, I, I looked at that. I was like, huh. <laughs> Well, you hey. know when those packages first go on sale, it's like you got to put up like four, five Gs. I I didn't care if it was that. It was the fact that baffled me that the front row TV section is WrestleMania. I know what. I need to see the price after WrestleMania front seat. If it's even half of that, like fifteen. Oh no, you know that raw the raw after WrestleMania, that ticket's always super expensive too, bro. What do you mean? That, that ticket's always out of the world. That's debut and that's debut status. And that's what I think well, Cody's gonna be. Well, you know Cody's a lot of the no Cody's coming out. No, no, no. At this point, Cody's coming out at WrestleMania. He's doing something at WrestleMania for them. It's I don't know who he's gonna be interacting with. And I think his first match will probably be on Monday Night Raw. He's coming back. At WrestleMania, though, they need to pop at this point. They need something else to draw them in. Like you said, Lashley, who is supposed to have a big match, out. Big E, who is supposed to have a big match, out. You have, you need something at this point. You, you only have one me- to draw in the fans. You only have one member of New Day. That's how it's bad right now. You only have one member. It's Kofi. That's it. Xavier's out injury. He's injury prone. So I, I'm hey, sorry. And on top of that, I think Xavier's starting to. Uh, Look at his future and be like, might be able to make this thing pop in this TV real quick. So uh, let's make sure we recover. And, but yeah, and, and, and literally half the roster is literally AEW. Jeff Hardy just freaking debuted this week too. Shit, like, <laughs> like the the like half the roster. Literally, let's look at AEW and call it WWAEW. <laughs> <laughs> like let's look let's let's call that. Let's I just I just wanna I just wanna point something out. Months ago, your boy tried to let everybody know it was starting to look a whole lot like that old boys club in the WCW days. And people was like, no nah, man, AEW's just filling up their roster. They're just doing what they gotta do, they're bringing in good quality. I just wanna say. Again, to y'all dummies that didn't hear me in the back last time, looking a whole lot like that good old boys club in WCW. And you know what made WCW fail? That good old boys club. So, I let's see. Let's see. In the last four months, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, 
um, Bobby Fish, Daniel Bryan, William Regal, Keith Lee, Jeff Hardy, Murphy, Alistair Black. And now let's think about this, Daryl. They have less TV time a week in the WWE. How the hell are they going to fit all these people on TV now? This is the narrative right now. Like we're we're fighting we're fighting between tag teams at this point, because you know, like if you just bring in you bring in the Hardys now, like now the Hardys have been in every freaking thing now. Like now you got the Hardys as a tag team, build that rivalry up. We got Alistair Black, indie tag team. You got that build up. Yeah, I don't know how much you can do in dark. To make dark actually be like a second show because you have dark building up people and then all of a sudden you just go in here and just go on dynamite and rampage you're just like first off why the hell you got jay white in aew in the first place he's already in he's already in impact of wrestling as it is with bullet club now you got jay white that's totally the oddball into it when you have kenny omega injured as hell <laughs> it's like so pointless like you you look at the injury list right now. Like no one's getting time. What did they do when Cody freaking left from there? You know that whole American night family nightmare thing going on. That is a broken up piece of nonsense right now. That's like them freaking in dark playing games with Arn Anderson and stuff. Like who's watching dark? That's all I'm saying. Who's watching dark? And you probably okay. In person, not a. And so <laughs> <laughs> like you got you got dark going on, you got rampage, you got the same old BS storylines. This is what I complain about WD, and, and that's gonna probably lead into anything else. You're not gonna keep on BSing me with the same woman's title rivalry for at least a freaking good freaking month. You're not gonna do that to me. I don't give a crap if she's over or not. I'm tired of seeing DMD every freaking freaking dynamite and just winning by freaking winning by interference. So what you're saying is you don't want them to build Goldberg in with her is what you're saying. The only Goldberg, Goldberg. The, the only Goldberg in the freaking company right now is Jade. She's the only one undefeated since she's been there. That's the Goldberg of the women's division. And then you know what? They don't want to put her against freaking Britt Baker because that looked bad. Because we know Britt Baker can't really wrestle. Barely. Boy, <laughs> boy, he called out. I wasn't going to say it. Okay. And I know there are going to be some people mad at me for this statement. But I'm going to say it right here. Britt Baker is not really a good wrestler. She's entertaining. But as far as actual in-ring execution... We 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 can't we can't get mad at Jade and Jade's actually learning and training with Daniel Bryan and stuff versus yeah. versus Britt Baker always having an entourage always getting saved by her mouth. What she have a freaking a modified freaking cr uh, cross face putting your freaking hand in somebody bandable claw in your freaking hand? Like come on man that that's just weak. Like we, your best we've seen how you wrestle when you had Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa actual wrestler carrying you through a whole match it's freaking bad you can see it you you can see and, and i hope thunder rosa actually wins this belt because i'm tired of this rain 
this reign is going all too damn long. Like, you can't have someone that can't wrestle beat someone that wrestles over and over again. Like, this is getting what you mean? WWE did it for years with uh, Kelly Kelly. What you mean? Have you seen Kelly Kelly? 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 I wouldn't even say the words left me bang for her. I would not. <laughs> like, I'm just simply saying. I think Ivory's a better wrestler than Kelly Kelly, and that's bad. Hey, but like I said, you said that they can't do it. There's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of women that would argue you down because that era of women's wrestling that we hated, they loved. My daughter loves Kelly Kelly. She loves the Bella Twins. She loves all those chicks from that era. We hated it as wrestling fans. We were like, this is poochies. Throw it in the garbage. Like, this is awful. Okay? You know, but it made know, a whole bunch of them fall in love with it. So you, you, you know what Maria's peak was? You know what Maria's peak was? When she won. That's it. Uh, after that, after that, it had been a gimmick ever since. Hey, at least it wasn't. At least none of them was as bad as uh, what was her name? The chick with the red hair that they had in recently, where she couldn't wrestle for nothing. Wasn't Eva Marie? Wasn't that her name? Yeah, Eva Marie. Oh yeah, she was. She was trash. She was talking about can't wrestle. At this point, at this point in wrestling, we're looking at looks and how that new girl that came in in WWE, man, just throw the whole woman's roster away. You talking about the new chick with the yams? Uh huh. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have to throw. We yeah. have to throw. We have to throw I'm the whole roster away. We gotta hey. throw the whole roster hey. away. Hey, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, <laughs> here, here. I'm on the same page. Hey, I'm with it. She got more yams in my grandma's kitchen on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm gonna send y'all this text that Will that Will sent me the other day. This is gonna make y'all laugh, but it's just gonna be like, I agree. I agree. <laughs> don't don't let her get a title, then it's all over. She's a she's money making than Charlotte. <laughs> That's all it's gonna be. Shirt. Damn. Talk about competition. <laughs> competition and looks is over. Don't bring back the divas title. <laughs> That's all. I'm like, okay, now see, now you're going too far. Okay, <laughs> now now you didn't went too far talking about the divas title. That <laughs> shit was just disrespectful. Okay, we're not here to be disrespectful, Daryl. Okay, hey, okay, hey, I, we're not here for that. You know what? You know what? You know the amazing thing about it is, yeah, Nia Jax is just retiring from wrestling, and oh. she didn't want to go over and freaking take a royal run, a royal rumble run. And don't want to go to AEW. That's a, that's probably the smartest thing for her because I think she'd just get trashed. I think WWE really carried her in a way. Well, the the see the issue with Fernia Jax is is that majority of the women's wrestlers that are out there currently don't actually know how to work with someone that is that much bigger and stronger, and so it leads to these poor looking matches. It looks because like if you look. When she worked with someone like uh, like a Sasha Banks or something, right? That's that was for one willing to throw their body on the line. Number two, understood how to work with a bigger athlete like that, right? Because Sasha had trained with a lot of men be- previously and had learned, hey, this is how you work with someone that's bigger and stronger. 
not all of them are learning that way. So now you're you're, you're putting Nia Jax at a consistent disadvantage to where she has to worry about her size and strength potentially hurting these women by even doing small, simple things. And to where it got to a point to where it was like, all right, well, none of you seem to know how to work with me anyway, so I'm just going to do my thing. And that's when we started getting the Nia Jax's unsafe stuff. But what's the difference between Nyla Rose and Nia Jax? What's the difference? What's AEW, the difference? Yeah, what's the difference between Nyla Rose and AEW at her size is the same thing as freaking Nia Jax in the WWE. Wow. What is the real difference? How you use somebody? How you use somebody and who know and and again, if we're being honest here, probably about 100 pounds too, my dude. <laughs> I, I look look you asked me the difference i'm just being honest right what you think nia Jax is bigger oh hell yeah oh that's not even a question come on dog like come well, on well, baby look I, i'm a nia Jax so, fan so, so come so on that's a big to, girl if, now if, if we had to put it in, in this poll we have nile rose awesome kong and nile nia Jax. who's bigger i thought it'd be awesome kong and then nia Jax second Mm, no, I think Nia is still the biggest one out of those three. I think I think um, I think Awesome Kong has height with Jax. I think they're similar in height, but wait, no, Nia has her. Nia is a big girl, bro. Like she, she that that's a big girl. Like <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like she's got like college football lineman weight. She doesn't have like you know your typical diva weight. Like let's just be honest. Most of these women in wwe weight under let's just be generous and say 150 right because most of them are pretty small petite girls as it is right you have a couple that are like charlotte flair that you can tell they clearly weigh a little bit more because they've got more height they've got a little muscle definition stuff like that right but most of these girls are small so now you're saying somebody that's over 100 or something pounds heavier than you now be safe working with me when yeah, i'm not always safe with you Shit, Dewdrop is more safer than freaking Nia Jax. That's what's crazy. And you seen the hit, and you seen the shots that she uh, she was giving to Becky. <laughs> but again, Becky Lynch, someone who understands how to work with bigger. Because think about it, in her time in WWE, it wasn't always Becky Lynch, the man everybody loves her. No. There was a good chunk of time where she was the steampunk chick, where it was like. If you like weird people, you can rock with her. And, and if you like good wrestlers, you can rock with her. But most people didn't even recognize who she was. Let's just be perfectly frank about this, right? Mm -hmm. Becky Lynch was probably the best wrestler, female wrestler in WWE a year and a half before she got the title at WrestleMania with the whole the man gimmick. Yeah. Right? She was pro, no, she you can argue other people, she but she so was much. probably the one. Yeah, she was probably the best one. But yet, she got to be the best because she had to keep going in matches with so many different people over and over and warning learning to work with a whole bunch of different individuals to where not like we said not all of these women especially now have to deal with that you think about it you're talking about a time where becky lynch had to face potentially all three of those women not all of these women have to deal with that. Not all of these women even have to go through all the same type of training that someone from the era of like Becky and Sasha when they were doing their training have to. That's it's why a different I, ball game. That, that's why I feel like when um you remember like like beginning NXT. So um 
when it came to like the like Paige and um, what's her face? I forgot her name. AJ uh, Lee, talking about? No, not AJ. It was like Paige and uh, what's her name? She her name now is like um, she had that that dumb dance, that side to side dance. You know what gimmick I was talking about? It was like um. Oh, I forgot. Well, I will look it up later. But she had that's why the other girl, when she was facing Paige and Paige won the actual women's the deepest title from like NXT, like she has she has not really progressed because how she looked in her matches, she wasn't putting that full effort like how Sasha was in freaking NXT, how Bailey was doing in NXT. They were like grinders and hustle, like when they looked at her matches, it was like, okay, I'm just doing just a bit. Like, NXT is really that ground pool of, like, you have to pre precisely get your gimmick to a point that it's going to sell. That is your selling point. That's why I liked how Triple H ran NXT versus how NXT is now because no one's grinding their freaking gimmick. Like, there, no one's really, like, putting that, like, I need that brass ring to show everything. Like, the only person I've seen on NXT that might play a part in WrestleMania, if I'm not wrong, is probably one of the, the Usos' brother. I forgot his name. You, you, you're probably right. No, you, you're probably right. But just like, but you have to remember, people, though, NXT is, a, is at a point now to where it is no longer being used as a developmental device. It is now a, we're going to test you for TV and then get you on. Right. No, it's it's, it's, a, it's a no, it's a jobber. It's a jobber. It's a jobber uh, bank. That's what that is. You got Dolph Ziggler winning an NXT title. <laughs> hey, I told y'all. I, I told you, Ran Terrell, months ago, and y'all both wanted to try to argue me down that the NXT title didn't mean shit. <laughs> and look who ended up being right. <laughs> you know what? It meant something when Kef, uh, Keith Lee won it. So that's all. Oh, yeah. What did it mean? It means it means you was gonna have a quick trip up to the main roster and then go right to AEW. I guess that's what it means, huh? I guess it yep. means you're you're bound for AEW. <laughs> Absolutely, because Tony Khan got that bread. He gonna give you the bag. That's all he's like. Welcome, come, come, entertainment, more money. You know what? We I look at AEW Tony Khan. now. Tony Khan trying to put that. He trying to put Vince McMahon out of business. He wants to buy up the wrestling world. Yo, mate. The only reason I watch AEW now is for debuts. <laughs> That's what I watch. There's a new debut every flipping week. <laughs> every hey, week. My man, my man said he's about to, he's he's flexing his muscle. He's flexing that money around. Man. That's the only that's the only thing that they have at this point because they've gotten away from their own way of doing things, which was telling stories and telling long-term stories. And now they can't tell long-term stories because they keep bringing in new people that are from WWE and they're like, well, we got to fit you in somehow. Like I said, y'all starting to look a lot like WCW circa 1998, Tommy. So and I'm talking about Starcade. We need to finish this Bill Goldberg streak by having him get hit with a taser by Scott Hall and then Kevin Nash powerbomb this man to end his streak of winning, which is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. Congratulations, Vince Russo, for another horrible decision in the wrestling business. But 
That's horrible. Go ahead, Daryl. I ain't going to cut you off. Go ahead. Give it to him. Finish your thought. Even Kevin Nash didn't want to do that. That's how bad it was. That man, that man in, in so many interviews, that man didn't want to do that. It didn't even sound right. And then the day after that, that was the, that was probably the, those two, the pay-per-view, then the day, the Nitro after that, worst decisions of all time. Oh, worst, yes. Worst oh. decisions of all time. Take it from somebody who at that time, leading up to that Starcade, I was WCW over WWF, right? I was over, not even a question in my mind, right? Then they did that and they was like, it just ruined it for me. It was like, oh, yuck. This is how you're going to conclude a storyline that's been going on for like two years. This is how you conclude it. Yuck. Bro, and then. 2000 WCW was probably the worst of WCW of all time. So think about it. They went, what, 97 Starcade was Hogan and uh, Hogan and Sting, right? They screwed that up with the mm -hmm. with the dirty crap with, with uh, the referee. Then they turned around the very next year and screwed up the Bill Goldberg thing. Like, y'all are some morons. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. It, it got to the point that, like, they're, like, laying down and handing titles to each other. Literally. That's how bad it was. Oh, the fin you, you mean the finger poke of doom? The finger poke of doom, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like... Like, literally, like, there are great people that put in all the work and the research to explain that whole situation. And you're just listening to it. And you're just like, boy, as a little kid, you don't know these politics. But once you get older, you're like, that is horrible. That's why you we get have, older. And yeah, this is and why we watch Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> this is this is the reason why. And this is yeah, the reason Sting showing up in the Raptors, not saying nothing for like two years, was awesome to me. But now that's like that's whack. The best you got <laughs> is a dude walking around so, like the crow, not saying well, nothing. What 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 made Sting talk was the vampire of uh, vampiro freaking uh, rivalry, was it? I think so, it was I, I forgot who it was, but Sting didn't yes. talk for like yes, two it, years. it was vampiro. Yeah, yeah, vampiro, like, like, vampiro, well, with well, yes. a. Yeah, so he didn't talk because he was in that rivalry with Hogan for like two years, right? And then they finally got to the conclusion, like May said, because for like the first four or five months, Sting would just sit in the rafters and wouldn't even come down. Then eventually he started coming down once in a while. Then he wouldn't appear. They would be like, oh, is he not going to be here? Then all of a sudden he would appear again. Say it was a whole, it, like it was a whole mess. But it, it, it was good for effect, but yes, they probably did play that out too long because when you ended up with the result of the of the mess that you got at Starcade with the fake fast count and then Sting having to win in a very convoluted way, it just ruined your entire story. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is another episode of ITC Sports Ball. Mace, tell the people where to find you. And people. Make sure you go follow my man Mace here. Look, he I'm going to tell you something. He is one of the best four honor players in the world. He ain't going to say it, but I'll say it for him, right? He's one of the few do, dudes out there that has climbed the ladder in four honor. And let me tell you something. When He's one of those guys that when you see him in the lobby, you're like, I should just quit. So make sure you go follow his stuff. So Mace, tell the people where to find you. At Twitter, uh, funky underscore stuff 09. Instagram, Nindai Summer, and uh, Twitch, as uh, my man just so 
eloquently embellished me. Give me that uh, shout out. Give me that follow. Twitch.tv slash Swaggy Mace. Ooh, Swaggy Mace. <laughs> spelled how it sounds, people. I know he don't spell it for you, but it's, it's all spelled how it sounds. Swaggy Mace. And then here he is himself, Mr. Low Elo Janitor. <laughs> Daryl, tell the people where to find you. Well, we're you're gonna find me eventually on Twitch because we're gonna be start doing this WWE 2K22. We're gonna start right. doing these tag team games, stuff. and you're gonna all you're, you're always gonna see that low elo tag in there. So, <laughs> so it'll be Twitch and YouTube, and after that, Alvarez Effect for Twitter and Instagram. Y'all make sure y'all watch it because look, me and Daryl, we're gonna make sure we put together a nice little feed for you as we become the tag team champions of the world. The road dog, low e low janitor, the badass Jerome Spear. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not lost my mind. Yeah, you see, you see, I lost it. Yeah, a strong <laughs> promo run. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not, in another life, learned how to cut promos and be cutting them before. I'm not gonna talk about that story for a different time. But people, you know where to find me. It's at J Span the Man. Everywhere you see the J Span the Man or J Span the Man 23, you'll see either my pretty face. Y'all can see it here. I know on audio, y'all didn't see it, but like it just shined on me. It was like, boom, he's so beautiful. Right when I did that. But oh yes, you know, you'll either see my pretty face or you will see the ITC logo. But again, people, we thank you for coming and sitting down with us and enjoying another resounding episode of your favorite weekly weekly sports show it is itc sports <laughs> i did it on purpose i wanted the one second delay <laughs> uh.